the way that this is done, it really is like a New Testament psalm of ascent. Mm, you know, we're we're, good. we're yeah. thinking about going to basically the presence of the to Lord. Zion, the house like, of Zion. Like psalm 120, in my distress, mm-hmm. I called to the Lord and he answered me. Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? It comes mm-hmm. from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Psalm 122, when we finally get there, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. That's good. Um, That's all good of these Psalms are in anticipation of going to the temple to meet with the Lord. Mm. Um, and and that's what this really is. It's a New Testament song of ascent, um, song of, of 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 basically going up to Zion. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Sing the Word, a podcast that explores and promotes gospel-centered, biblically-rich congregational songs for the church. This is Nathan Murphin, and I'm joined with my friends... Joshua Roberts. Rachel Nothnagel. And we're going to talk about another song, wouldn't you know? Uh, But this one, I would not... I mean, you can call it a hymn, I guess. Yeah. yeah, Uh, I'd just call it a... a, Maybe more of a spiritual song kind of category. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, to quote Paul, more of the spiritual songs category. But all the more, what an awesome song for the church. We Will Feast in the House of Zion, kind of a long title, um, by Sandra McCracken and Joshua Moore, written, goodness, not even 10 years ago. It's only been uh, a little less than nine years whenever it was released. Mm. And uh, so I think it's caught uh, some traction in in a few churches, but uh, at the same time, still not a super well-known song. But um, we're going to kind of advocate why it should be and why we should be singing it. If I mean, that's what we're talking about, it, right? So, anyways, uh, Rachel is going to read kind of in a different order. She's going to read the chorus and then verse one, and then I'll read verse two. Josh, you do verse three. We will feast in the house of Zion. We will sing with our hearts restored. He has done great things. We will say together. We will feast and weep no more. We will not be burned by the fire. He is the Lord, our God. We are not consumed by the flood, upheld, protected, gathered up. In the dark of night, before the dawn, my soul be not afraid. For the promised morning, oh, how long, O God of Jacob, be my strength. Every vow we've broken and betrayed, you are the faithful one. And from the garden to the grave, bind us together, bring shalom, and then we will feast in you. Yes. This, and as you said, Josh, it's, it goes back to the chorus. And each after each verse, we go right back to the chorus. The song starts with the chorus. song ends with the chorus. It, it's one of those songs where the, the fixation <clears throat> of the song is the chorus. You know, unlike certain hymns that only have verses um, or they do have a refrain, but maybe aren't quite as focused on the refrain. This one is all focused on the refrain, I, I think. I think the verses mm-hmm. give a new perspective, a new angle towards the chorus, the the, the reality of we are going to mm-hmm. feast in the house of Zion. So, um, But let's. I think we should probably start with the, the chorus, don't you think, to kind of lay yeah, the foundation? Sure. Let's do that. Let's start, with, let's start with the chorus. I mean, we will – it's such a song of, of certainty, just the phrase – we will, we will, 
we will. You know, just saying that over and over again, that that is such a uh, a certain thing, a, a thing for people to hold on to. Uh, songs that we need more songs like that for for nuggets of truth people hold on to. A song of hope, yeah. Song of expectation, um, triumph, triumph, salvation yeah. uh, of waiting uh, through the lament uh, of restoration. Talking about you know the the new creation, new heavens, new earth. Um, anyways, so let's stop. Let's fix fix ourselves on the course. We will feast in the house of Zion. How about we just, let's start with that line. Let's just go right into that. Let's take each line on its own. Before before we really unpack that, I want to mention what this this song does, though. Um, it's not um, it's not necessarily a vertical song. It's a horizontal song. I think you were yeah. kind of getting to that. Yeah, yeah. We are talking to each other, which is what Ephesians 5, 19 and Colossians 3, 16 mm-hmm. say. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, um, singing and making music to the Lord in your heart. Mm-hmm. So we're talking to each other. We will feast. And, mm-hmm. and there's something really cool about a congregation mm-hmm. saying to each other this hope, Reminding this joy that we have, the triumph that we have, the, all the things that you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to point out. No, that's great. It, it's, yeah. it's interesting that this chorus is just talking to each other. We're, we're it's almost like it. a national anthem or a yeah, motto yeah, of, a, yeah. of a group that we say together. But it's a good ourselves. reminder, and it's definitely, I think it's definitely worshipful because it brings mm-hmm. a lot of joy um, to think about these things. So right. anyways, let's go back to, yeah. we will feast in the house of Zion, we will sing with our hearts restored. Let's stop there, yeah. Feast, I mean, there's not a lot of songs that just, Talk about the, or if they do, it's like automatically talking about. Okay, we're going to take the Lord's Supper, and then obviously right. just pointing to that, and then yeah. the greater reality of the of the marriage supper, and we're going to get to that too. But in some ways, kind of, I think of like brethren, we have met to worship. You know, the uh, Christ will gird Himself in service, service with manna. sweet manna all around. Yeah. But there's not a lot that like talk with that kind of language, no. uh, or, or talk about heaven as a feast or something. You know. We, you you partake in versus a place to go and we worship and we we you know we sing we do but this is a, also a time that a, a thing that Jesus has prepared for yeah. us to enjoy right. with him feasting there. was a big deal in the old testament they right. had all of these different That's feasts and 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 they were commanded to have times of um of fasting as well mm-hmm. um but times of feasting times of um celebrating and Eating and um, drinking, right. and right. yeah, uh, you know, I mean, we're gonna talk about it, Isaiah twenty-five. Yeah, well-aged wine, baby. It is, <laughs> um, but it, it, to celebrate, and and I think that you know, it, it, well, Revelation nineteen talks about the marriage feast, and, mm-hmm. and I can go ahead and get to that, or we can wait a little bit. But, wait a little bit, but, um, yeah. but just how we are going to feast with our Lord, He is inviting us to the table, not just in our Lord's supper, but also mm-hmm. in. This dine with him forevermore, you right? Know? Well, in in a, in a first world American culture too, we don't really get the huge contrast of between like famine and feast because yeah. no, we we're don't. always feasting. No, really, I mean, granted, we have Thanksgivings and Christmases and you know church yeah. gatherings where we have big dinners together. Where it is more of a feast, but we're always we're always feasting. Yeah, so we're how always do we... letting out the belt a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my Thanksgiving yeah. day pants, yeah. as Joey would say. Um, 
but but that's I mean that's the thing. Like our perspective is so you know skewed in some ways mm-hmm. because we don't have that contrast of famine feast or even fasting or of 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 need or something much 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 better. And I think that's kind of this is silly, but in some ways that's kind of why I like how small the elements are that we take in the Lord's Supper, depending on your your church your context. Mm-hmm. Just a little wafer cracker whatever and a little bit of juice or or wine whatever church you're mm-hmm. in um it's it's like a it's not satisfying here but mm-hmm. it is a reminder of something greater to come it's just a little bit of little bit of cracker a little bit of juice you know why well why can't we just take a, a route 44 <laughs> of some grape juice yeah. and a big old loaf of bread if we're really gonna savor you know jesus and the lord's supper i think i'd like that because it's like a a pilgrim on his on his narrow way Going to heaven is it's a sustaining snack that reminds us of something, mm. but it's not to be ultimately satisfying either. Yeah. You know, we going go ahead. Sorry. Going along with what you're talking about about um, our culture is always kind of in a state of feasting. Um, we don't really have that famine in you know. It seems like a what, what, you know third world country type mm-hmm. of um, problem. But I think that's why the second line is important, and that's why I include it when I say we will feast in the house of Zion, we will sing with our hearts restored. Because mm-hmm. even though there's all of this surface level in our culture, surface level, everything is good, everything is great, um, it's our hearts mm-hmm. that are crying out, aching, yes. and the people all around us, um, there, there's a famine in their soul, in their mm-hmm. heart, yeah, and it's it's good. rank and rancid in there, mm-hmm. and we need it to be restored. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's how the American mindset, the, right. the, We're all good. the first We're world country, can, can, can actually relate to this because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we know it, it, no matter what we post on Instagram or whatever right. on social media, we know that our hearts are aching for something. Right. Yeah, the self-sufficiency, you know. We need them to be restored. We need them to be restored. Because we're fallen, we we rely on ourselves too much. And they don't, we don't see a need for restoration when they're deeply sick, (laughs) as Mm. Jeremiah says. Um, But yeah, I want to read first Isaiah Isaiah 25, uh, because this really is an Old Testament context, you know, painting a picture forward of the, of the eschatological hope that the Christian has, the people of God had. This is Isaiah 25, starting in verse 6. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine. There we go. Uh, My teetotaler convictions will be no more when I get to heaven. Um, (laughs) Of rich rich food, full of marrow, of aged wine, well-refined. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from the, all their face, all the faces, and the repro- reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. Uh, I love this last line, mm-hmm. this last verse. And it it will be said on that day, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Mm. That's the song of eternity right there. 
Yeah, and that song, I mean, that place there in Isaiah is also foreshadowing of what it talks about in, in Revelation 19. Yes. The marriage supper is the feast that Isaiah 25 is referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, Re- Revelation 21 talks about there's no more crying, but in Revelation 19, um, we see the marriage supper of the Lamb when when the, the church mm-hmm. is united with its um, bridegroom. Husband. So um, you've got... I heard what, in verse 6, I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters, and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, crying out, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exalt and give him the glory, for the marriage of the Lord has come. The bride has made herself ready. It was granted to her. And it it goes on and and talks about, the angel says, you know, we're invited. Blessed are the ones that are invited Mm -hmm. to the supper of the Lamb, this marriage feast. Mm -hmm. And then he said, these are the true words of God. And it was so overwhelming for John that he fell down right then. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of this, this, seeing this feast happening. It was so overwhelming to him that he fell down right then. He he kind of misdirected what he was worshiping because he tried to worship <laughs> the messenger, mm-hmm. the angel, but um, he was overwhelmed with the goodness of what was being seen by his eyes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that we can comprehend really what, what we feel when we, in our hearts, when we sing this song, when we think about the, the feast um, and uh, He's done great things. We'll mm-hmm. say together, we'll feast and we'll weep no, no more. more. You want to keep going to that next line? He has yeah, done great well, we, things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I was going to read uh, Psalm 126. Uh, it's a pretty short psalm, so I'll just read the whole thing sure. if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this was around the time of, um, it looks like God's people were in captivity. So it says, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Mm -hmm. Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. Mm -hmm. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts Mm -hmm. of joy. Mm -hmm. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. I, have, yeah. I feel like there's I've never a lot read of that layers before. to this one, wow. but it is um, useful to to uh, read that part that he has done great things. We will say together. Um, yeah. We can say that now, but we will be able to say it completely and fully with all that knowledge and in with the whole church, all, right. all, the all whole together. bride of yes. all time, every tribe and language mm-hmm. and tongue and yeah, and time. Yeah. Period. I mean, think and about time. the expanse You're of right. all the saints from. Before Christ, we even? will sing yeah. together. We will feast together. He has done great no things. You know that that's another thing. There's we sing about you know the goodness of God, like His character, His kindness, His love. You know, but there's also things that He has done in action, and I think that's where the He has done great things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that we also that the people of God have always. Ever counted the things that the Lord has done, and in even a more fuller and final way, will we say that in eternity He has done great things? Obviously, the most great thing Mm -hmm. in His Son, uh, salvation in Him. We will say together. What a comfort that is to you know. And again, the horizontal aspect of singing that in in church, which is just a picture of of the eternity come when the the full church. We'll say together, we will feast. It says that again in the chorus. We will feast 
and weep no more. You want to talk about how like the mm. the melody goes down and then it like oh. adds it. But you want to talk yeah, about the, that a little bit? We will feast <laughs> and weep no more. That that one little phrase, it, I don't remember. I I haven't looked at the music on it, so I don't know. But it's either it is either um, parallel fifths or parallel octaves or something, and it's it's actually um, music theory wise, it's wrong to do. It's it's okay in our modern ears, yeah. Yeah. but a classically trained ear might hear it and think, oh, that that wasn't right. And and a lot of times you hear when it's done in a group. I, I remember um, some of the places that we, we did it um, in some conferences and stuff that you would hear everyone come to a unison on that and, and they wouldn't do the parts anymore. We will feast. Uh-huh. And then they'd break it back into parts again. It, and it just happened organically. Mm-hmm. It wasn't planned. Uh-huh. But um, I think that it actually solidifies something uh-huh. about this truth. Musically, I don't know that Sandra was really doing this. Maybe. But, maybe. but maybe she was. I mean, she's she's smart cookie. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. But we will feast. That one little phrase just kind of brings us to this place of settling. Settling, yeah. settling down. Da, da, da. And, um, yeah, and, and it— Helps us to settle on this idea. It, it's final. It's said. Mm-hmm. It's done. It's it's mm-hmm. not just prophesied, but we can consider it done. And it's, it's also, but then with the and going up, and we, yeah. you know, it's like a capitalization right. on that fact that we've yeah. now settled on. Mm-hmm. We're not just going to feast. There will be no more crying. And right. Then, and we no more. Just kind of a hopeful way to end the phrase after repeating the we will feast thought. So. Um, but that, that I really, I mean, this chorus is so integral to the, the verses. So I think it's good that we took our time with with talking about the chorus. So when, do we want to go on now to verse one? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Yeah. So totally. Okay. We've got the we wills. We will. We heard that in the chorus. And then the first thing, we, we will not. And <laughs> we will not. It's another, it's another perspective of hope. But in the, in the affirmative but negative sense, we will not be burned. By the fire. He is the Lord our God. Makes um, me think of, yeah. I don't know if you guys have it, but Isaiah 43. Yep. Yeah. Great. It says, um, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, mm-hmm. I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. There you go. And that's where how firm a foundation you saints of the Lord, that mm-hmm. hymn came from, definitely, Isaiah 43. Not be burned by the fire, not consumed by the flood. That comes straight from that good thought there. And even just the phrase, he is the Lord our God. Mm-hmm. Like him being our God and we being his people is very much a salvific um, phrase or a way of thinking about things. He is, he, he, he owns us. We are his. He is our Lord. I have Lord. called you by name. You are mine. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where, it, so here's the phrase. It's kind of like almost a repetition. We will not be burned because he is the Lord. He has saved us. He has, he has redeemed us. This reminds me, that was, I was glad, I'm glad you found that, Isaiah. I The first thing I thought of was actually uh, the uh, Joshua the high priest in Zechariah 3. Mm-hmm. Um so this is Zechariah 3, 1, 2. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to accuse him. 
And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, O Satan. The Lord has chosen Jerusalem. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you, excuse me. Is not this a brand plucked from the fire? Talking mm-hmm. about Joshua. And it says, Now Joshua was standing for the angel clothed in filthy garments. Then the angel said, Remove those garments, give them clean clothes, clean mm-hmm. robe. Talking about, um, I mean, that's a lot of salvific language right there of imputation of. Of, of Christ's righteousness, and he takes our unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, uh, he's, a bl- he's a brand plucked from the fire. He is, as the hymn says, protected, gathered up, like like twigs t- um, saved for something else rather than twigs thrown in the fire. Yeah, well, um, we'll, we'll, not a lot be, of, we'll not be burned by the fire right. is, is an important thing um, to remember. You know, God brings the fire to us. First um, Peter 1 talks about the refiner's fire and how we are being made into um, uh, pure gold. He says, mm. in this you rejoice, in verse 6, in this you rejoice, though now for a little while if necessary, you've been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is mm. tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor and revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, we will not be burned by the fire. God actually brings the fire to us, um, and and so we're not going to be consumed by it. We'll be refined We'll be it. refined if, if by we are it. his. Yes, yes we will mm-hmm. not be consumed by it. We will be refined by it. And then mm-hmm. he says, the next line says, we are not consumed by the flood. Mm-hmm. Um, we're upheld, protected, gathered up, which... That idea of upheld, protected, gathered up Noah's makes Ark. me think of Noah's Ark, of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, yeah. being held, mm-hmm. and even Jesus, God shut um, shut the the door with His hand, upheld, mm-hmm. protected, gathered up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though we face these difficulties, that's not the end thereof. It, there's more to come, right. and that is the feast that we're looking towards. Yeah. What a what a comfort that yes. is. Upheld, protected, gathered up. I like mean, I don't walk around just saying to myself, Oh yeah, God's upholding me. Of course that's true. Right. But what a good I reminder. Mean, like, no, I am upheld, protected, the, and gathered up. That's the comfort of the doctrine of election right there. Mm-hmm. That God holds us, has chosen us. He saved us from the wrath to come. I mean, you were talking in the sense of the Christian and being refined by the fire, not consumed by it, but I'm I'm thinking more broadly of I mean, fire, like hell. Like, I mean, we are upheld. We are protected, saved from the wrath to come, saved from from hell. In the chorus, we talked about weeping no more. Well, what what does Jesus say about hell? It is going to be a place of eternal weeping, weeping and gnashing of teeth. So there's the contrast there. We will be removed from the place of weeping if we're in Christ. But if not, we we will be weeping eternally, mm-hmm. and we will be burned, and we will be caught up in the flood of God's wrath um, rather than the flood of God's grace. But yes, I mean, th- that's such a sweetness for the Christian, being upheld, protected, gathered up. Um, there is an old Puritan, I can't think of the name, um, goodness, uh, but his his phrase of uh, an ark, talking about Jesus, an ark for all of God's Noahs. I have that book. Do you know? You, I have a Puritan expert. Let me know. Let me. Is it like Jeremiah something? I think it's Jeremiah Burroughs. That no, sounds right. It's Thomas Brooks. It's Thomas Brooks. It's Thomas Brooks. Oh, Thomas Brooks. Okay. Yes, he has a book an called Ark, An Ark for All, all God's of Noahs. God's Noahs. Mm. <laughs> what a good thought. Just a comforting, comforting uh, verse for the Christian. Obviously, a convicting one for the non-Christian. But 
I mean, it's, it's the truth. Uh, we will not be burned by the fire. He is the Lord of God. He has saved us. He's upheld us, protected us, gathered us up. We're his. What a tender verse. Okay, let's keep going. Verse 2. I think this is kind of where some of the lament aspect of the song comes in. Mm-hmm. In the dark of night, before the dawn, I think that that, makes, that qualifies this song as a song of faith because mm-hmm. it says... There is a dawn coming mm-hmm. before the dawn. Like we're in a darkened night now, but there is a dawn coming. So that's that's important too. That it's not just um, a despairing, dis unbelieving song. You know, um, it, it's, it's there's, there is a dawn coming, but right now it's dark. Um, I have to tell myself, my soul, be not afraid. We have to remind ourselves what Psalm ninety one says: You will mm-hmm. not fear the terror of the night, nor mm-hmm. the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, mm-hmm. nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. My soul, do not be afraid. There you go. Um, that's that's what what sh- what is being said here. No matter what the dark of night might feel like to us um, or what the dark of night might be in our lives, um, there's no reason to be afraid. Um, Mm -hmm. We have nothing to fear because there is a promised morning. Yeah, the dawn, the promised morning. For the promised morning, oh, how long? Question mark. That, that I mean, <laughs> yeah, and we and wonder. We are long. <laughs> yes, that's and and, and not only that. No, how long? But but then she she uses the words to cry out, "Oh God of Jacob, be my strength." Mm-hmm. That's desperate. a prayer for right now. It's oh how long, right. oh God of Jacob, be my strength give right me, now. Give me there. Give me strength until that day. Yeah, because I'm longing for that, and I don't even know. I don't feel like I can make it, but you yeah. can. And again, mm-hmm. with the the Psalms, uh, of course, Psalm 13. Verse 1, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Um, When will you answer me? And then it ends, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. But that's kind of the inward groaning. How long, O Lord? Yeah, the Psalms are full of that phrase. How Uh long, O Lord? To redeem us. Um, Yeah, longing Mm -hmm. for that moment. Mm -hmm. And just another reason, guys, I think of, you know, we're trying to argue why do this song in church. Well, mm-hmm. right, right here, how many songs admit one the lament, but also press the reality of there is a a, a promised dawn, a promised morning, mm-hmm. and it's okay to ask the Lord, mm-hmm. God, how long? <laughs> I'm ready. Please, please, please. You it's, know, it's the tension of you know, uh, honestly, of the tension that God has of like of wanting, longing for all to come to repentance. But also yeah. for the sake of his his people, wanting to save them and and yeah. ex- and 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 ensue his full wrath and judgment on sin forever, you know that. Yeah. And we also long for that as Christians, like we want people to be saved, but we also we're we're done with this world. We're we're ready for our heavenly home. And- the the way that this is done, it really is like a New Testament psalm of ascent. Mm, you know, we're we're good. we're yeah. thinking about going to. Basically, the presence of the to Lord. Zion, the house like, of Zion. Like Psalm 120, in my mm-hmm. distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? It comes mm-hmm. from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Psalm 122, when we finally get there, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. That's good. Um, all That's good of connection. these psalms are in anticipation of going to the temple to meet with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what 
this really is. It's a New Testament song of ascent, um, song of 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 basically going up to Zion. Mm-hmm. There's know. a Spurgeon quote that I really like that I I think is connected. I don't know if you'll. I don't know if I'm crazy or not, but he says, if I cannot see the brightness of your face, the shadow of your wings will be enough for me. Mm. That uh, Psalm 91 mm. yes. reminds me of Psalm that. of just like, if I can't see the the good and if I'm, I'm overcome with the darkness, um, I will, I will choose to rest in the shadow of his wings. Even mm. if. Very yeah. good. That's a good thought. Anything else on verse two? Hmm. I will say, I was saying this earlier, this song, you mentioned, you know, a a great way to put it, a New Testament song of ascent. I love Mm -hmm. that. It does kind of have, in some ways, like some more Old Testament, Old Covenant language of using the the phrase Zion. It's on her Psalms. It was released on her Psalms Psalms album. album. Mm -hmm. So I think that she was writing it as a a form of a psalm. And maybe she was getting inspiration from the Psalms. That that makes sense because then, you know, O God of Jacob. Yeah. um, The word Shalom that we're about to get to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, just, it seems a little more, uh, more Old Testament or Psalm-like in its nature. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting thought. Okay. Let's keep going. Let's go to this last verse and uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, every vow. This is it's. It's like I'm. I'm interested to see how you guys tie this one back to the chorus because it, it is. It is. It does well, seem a little more random to me that, oh, of a verse really? than. I mean, it just. I mean, every vow we've broken and betrayed. You are the faithful one. Well, I think um, that while we're thinking about going home and while we're thinking about that blessed peace that we're going to find, and we're thinking about traveling, you know, mm-hmm. song of ascent. We also kind of at times look to ourselves and say, "Oh, I am so unworthy, Lord. I've been so faithless. Right. I've, 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 I, yeah, I've turned I away good... from you sometimes." And mm-hmm. this first phrase here, "Every vow we've broken and betrayed." I mean, how many times have we um, wanted to do, maybe even made a promise to God, um, and and He is in a covenant relationship with us, but yet mm-hmm. we break those vows, you know, um, by by going after our idols, our things of this world, um, but he is the one that's faithful to that mm. covenant. And it's just like Second Timothy 2.13 says, God is faithful even when we are we faithless. Are faithless. He cannot deny who he is. That's who mm. he is. He that's is good. faithful. Mm. So... Um, it's just we, it's just bringing in an element of confession. It is, is kind of what you're saying. It really okay. is. I, I think so. I think yeah. that it it just kind of we we have that pause anytime that we think about the hope that we have. I think we all have that pause when we think, um, but can can I can I really is the, it, it seems too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, but true. but the whole verse there is talking about the redemption story. Um, the next phrases are talking about the redemption story. And so it's just this little moment where we kind of look to ourselves and confess, and then the line three and four uh, of that verse reminds us of what Christ has done. So yeah. we don't have to be faithful. I mean, we want to be faithful. Right. That's not what I mean. And we're declared <laughs> faithful. We're in declared him, faithful because of Him. Fa- yes. Even though we're unfaithful. Even though we're faithless. <laughs> the the beauty of like we talked about in the Christmas episode. Oh, oh come, all ye faithful. Oh come, all you unfaithful. Unfaithful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we go on those last two lines, I wonder, just with it being Sandra McCracken and her story, her testimony, yeah, with yeah, the fact of yeah. every vow 
we've broken and betrayed. I wonder if any of the influence of her her divorce with Derek Webb mm-hmm. yeah. had some influence on the word choice it vow. Not like not like a stab at him, <laughs> right? But just like that life, that testimony, that experience she had of really feeling that, um, the, and and just the the lament and the 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 sorrow in that in in in, in the divorce, you know, the broken marriage, the broken vows, the broken but the betrayals and. I mean, this Derek, he's just totally deconstructing. He's a yeah. He's just yeah. way off the loony land. So, um, but it's just it's just such a it, it, that has to hurt. Right. Her. I mean, yeah. that, that's a longing, a groaning that she has. Um, but every vow we've broken and betrayed. What a what a way to use that as a testimony to the faithfulness of God. Yeah. Lamentations um, three, because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed for His compassions never fail. Mm-hmm. They are new every morning. Great is mm-hmm. your faithfulness. Let's let's talk about these last two lines because you, you said mention the story of redemption. Um, it's got it's got the word shalom. Yeah, it's kind of it's just a very artistic um, last two lines of a verse, in my opinion. From from the garden to the grave, bind us together, bring shalom, and that goes back to the chorus. Let's talk about that. Your guys' thoughts on that? I think there's a few different ways that you could view this. My first mm-hmm. thought was, of course, creation. So the garden, garden to the grave. So when our life is ending. Um, so the whole span of our life, um, yeah. bind us together now as the church. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Peace. then the rest of the song is looking to the future where we'll all be together. Right. Thanks yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The peace now, but also, um, obviously looking further to the, the, the true peace, the true mm-hmm. rest. Not, not yeah, as much Shalom peace, means yeah. peace, but it also can mean rest. Mm-hmm. And um, it's when you, when like when they say that to each other, when the Hebrews say that to each other, they're, they're hoping and praying that, you know, peace would rest upon you and that you would find God's rest in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's, I think is, is what, what's being said here. I mean, uh, yeah, you can take it many uh different ways um but but i really do con- consider it that that whole redemption story from adam and eve mm-hmm. to the time that we die and even when when the grave for for all of humankind mm-hmm. um and when it's 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 swallowed up and and we're bound together as as the bride of christ and mm-hmm. he brings peace he brings shalom he brings rest true uni- unity and bring us yeah. together bind and us that, together and that's another reason why i think it's yeah. you know that that song of ascent we're going to Which, to the place mm-hmm. the promised place mm-hmm. the place where the lord will meet with us which a lot of ways um is what zion or jerusalem represented that that promised land yes. um, to them kind so. of an aside but talking about unity or binding us together another song of ascent psalm 133 behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Like the beard? The, like the, <laughs> the dew of Hermon. Is that the, the beard one? from Aaron. Yeah, the beard yes. of Aaron. Very interesting um, it is, imagery. Yeah. But there's there's a lot more to it. And that psalm is very much, you know, a, a little bit different. But the the fact of, of unity, of, unity, of rest, of peace, yeah. of oneness in this story of redemption. That we're not... <laughs> It's not that we're the center of attention and God has come into our story, but that we're wrapped up in his and we're wrapped up together mm. or bound together in his mm. story from the garden to the grave and into eternity. Yeah. Well, thank you for your help on the beginning because it, it just the verse in general seems kind of random to me versus, you know, like talking about being, not being burned, we're upheld, we're kept, you know, steadfast in the storm of laments. 
And then it's just like, oh, this is kind of an interesting verse. I don't know. <laughs> to me, it just seems a little different. What? I'm just curious. What? What are? If you had to pick one line of this song, just like one line only, what would you say is maybe your favorite line? If you have, if you have to pick one, I actually one think, or two. I think that mine would be that one. Every vow we've broken and betrayed, you are the faithful one. Because mm-hmm. my heart just hurts whenever <laughs> I, I think about um, how how I am broken and. And how I betrayed my my faithful one, mm. um, and and in the in the same way that that you would feel if you had to, you know, confess to uh, the person that you love, hey, I've cheated on you, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it feels like that, and and I guess that's why it it, it actually is a painful um, two lines, but it it's probably the most meaningful to me meaningful. in the song. Mm. Rachel, do you have one that just sticks out I'm to you? I'm stuck between two, but probably upheld, protected, gathered up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. That is good. I like in the chorus, you were hitting on it pretty hard, Josh. We will sing with our hearts restored. restored. Just like we we think we're singing. <laughs> we're singing the same truths about the same reality of the glorious salvation we have in Jesus right now. But man, my heart is so wicked and sick yeah. and, and longing for its redemption. And what what newness, what beauty will that be when it is actually restored and made new in the new heavens and new earth? When all the refinement has happened right. and all that's left is just the pureness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah, the new creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think that's such powerful. I don't know. that It's kind of that groaning, you know, that groaning yeah. uh, that we have with creation longing for the redemption of our bodies. I love that line. And I think, you know, for all those reasons we just mentioned, let's sing it in church, guys. I know for me doing it in church, it was like, is this going to work? You know, is, it seems very singer songwriting, not kind of like a hymn. Mm-hmm. But um, for, for, for my context, I think it works. And I think our people really appreciate the truth of it. It is a little more catchy, tuneful song. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of the, the it's rhythm of the verses are it's very. Not a it, it's truly da, da, something da, else. Da, yeah. da, da, da. It's just, it, I don't know. It's yeah. just kind of different, more jiving. Uh, but it, it's a good one, and I think that that the chorus is what makes this song. It it, mm-hmm. it just it brings out in it, and actually to hear a, a bunch of folks singing it together, that chorus. Um, mm-hmm. it, very I have hopeful. this. I told y'all I have this memory, but I don't think it's true. Um, of singing this somewhere where um, we were taking the Lord's Supper and actually walking up to the table while we were all singing this song, "We Will Feast in the House of Zion." Maybe I dreamed it, but um, because I went back and looked at that church's um, live stream just recently, and we weren't singing it that day. So. <laughs> but anyways, um, that idea of of the table and um, the redemption, and and it actually is funny because um, because usually we think of the Lord's Supper as proclaiming His death until, until He comes, he comes. Mm-hmm. but. Um, I think it would work in that way. Of thinking it would forward. be a good way to mm-hmm. to celebrate the Lord's Supper on on one of those days where you need to kind of put together that theme, mm-hmm. have this uh, song because it it b- brings together those two um, that element the elements with the the right. hope that we have. I I think it could yeah that's a great context for you know Lord's Supper. I also think I also think like. Um, the like as a song of lament, kind of in the middle of the service, you've had a song of praise, mm-hmm. you know. But now we're coming to confession, lament, kind of the 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 gospel arc of your service, maybe more of like mm-hmm. a lament 
um, confession, you know, every vow we've broken and betrayed, you're faithful, even though I'm not. Yeah. Or it could also be, I think, like, for our church, we don't really do, like, an invitational hymn. We do, like, a song of, like, a closing song, a song of response to the Word of God. We just heard preached, and it would be a good, like, looking forward to heaven, the restoration, the consummation Mm -hmm. of the kingdom, you know, an end-of-service song looking to heaven, you know. I think it could work in all three of those ways. Definitely not a starting song, I don't think. (laughs) It would definitely need to be middle or end, I think, of service. Anyways, any final thoughts? All right. Thank you, guys. Great, great song to talk about. Love having you guys talking about it with me. (laughs) And thank you, listener. Appreciate your uh, willingness to keep chugging along with us. Uh, Keep, keep, uh, what am I trying to say? I don't know, man. I don't know either, but I'm trying to say, hey, we've got more cool episodes coming. And you're trying to say goodbye for now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to say goodbye. And I should just... Why and use Rachel's more word like, when less word work? Yeah, Rachel's got to <laughs> go. Sorry. Listener, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs> thank you for listening to Sing the Word. If you're enjoying the content of this podcast, please subscribe to our channel on your preferred podcast platform. Feel free to leave us a good rating, too. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, and other platforms as well. If you've got songs, questions, or discussions you'd like for us to explore in future episodes, please email those to singtheword316 at gmail.com. Again, that's singtheword316 at gmail.com. As we continue to improve and expand our platforms for this podcast, We'll be sure to keep you posted on things to come, Lord willing. Again, thank you for listening. Grace and peace.